0: for this opportunity to be here tonight in your house. and Just what a blessing it is to be with like-minded folks. Father, who chose you as our king. We're so thankful, Father, that you loved us first. Father, help us to, to take the heart tonight that our inner man needs to be renewed day by day. Even though this outward man is perishing, Father. We know it's dying. There's no hope for the outward man. The end result is going to be death. But the inner man can be renewed day by day, Father. I pray that you would bless your words here tonight, Father. And I'm so unworthy to be up here And and I pray, Father, that people out there wouldn't see me, but during this message, they'd think about you. Father, I pray that you would be glorified here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4, 16, 17, and 18. Now, Paul here in in this few verses here uh, preceding 14, 15, and 16, or 16, 17, and 18, he's talking about living by faith, but we're just going to pick it up here in verse 16. And he says, For which cause we faint not. Now faint means losing heart. Okay? Faint. Wanting to give up. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Verse 18, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen. And that's a lot of our problem right there is because we do look at the things which are seen. But it says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Remember, he's talking about living by faith. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. I want to talk about discouragement here just for a little bit. Uh, before we go any farther. Because we all get discouraged from time to time. I don't care who you are. Um, we get discouraged. It might be even like the pastor sitting at home tonight. You think he's a little discouraged because he's not standing up here right now? Yeah, I would think so. It, so many different circumstances that lead to discouragement. Notice with me First uh, um, John. Let's go to First John 2. 1 John 2, 15, 16, and 17. <clears throat> One of the reasons we get discouraged is because we get, well, like we just read there in 2 Corinthians, you know, we start getting our eyes on the things of this world. And it's easy to do. But right here in, in uh, 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, it says, Love not the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You know, we're not of this world. I was reminded of that this week. I was on a Teams meeting, and that's nothing more than it's nothing more than talking to people on the computer with a headset on. And they might be in Mexico. They might be a different state. They might be right there in the same building, just in a different office, which was the case Friday. Remember, I told you I had an internal meeting Friday morning, 730. So it was the first thing Friday morning when people are starting to get there. And we're on a team's meeting. There's like six of us, I think. And um, we're all in the same building down there in Granville, but we're in different offices. And uh, one guy started talking about uh, he wasn't going to be there in the afternoon. Yeah, we're talking shop stuff, right? He's going home. And uh, another guy says, I'll bring the beer. And then right away, someone else pipes up. You do that, and Tim's going to give you a sermon. You know, yeah, we're laughing about it, but it can be discouraging to hear things like that. I mean, why? Where'd that come from? Uh, why even bring it up? I'm not talking, I'm not part of your conversation. You want to go fishing and drink beer? I'm not, I wasn't interjecting myself in your conversation. Um, you know, and, and back in my early Christian days, that, that would be discouraging. You know, it would be discouraging, but anymore... I just thank the Lord. Uh, thank you for the reminder, Friday morning, first thing, that I'm not of this world. I mean, you guys do what you want to do. But I'm not of this world. And that's what we were reading here, you know, love not the world. But there's so many things that can discourage you. you. Someone makes a comment, it could be discouraging. And those comments like that used to discourage me. They don't discourage me anymore. I just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad they recognize something different. Yeah, I mean they know, they know. Let's go to John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. John 15 verses 18 and 19. Give them a sermon. I'm going to have to work on something for them. <laughs> I mean, the disciples were fishermen. They were talking about going fishing. I put something together. And we'll get back on that team's meeting. Uh, John, John chapter 15, verses 18 and 19. It says, if the world hate you, and there's a lot, of, a lot of the world out there that hate people just like us. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, thankfully thankfully are not, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world Hated you. Yeah, discouragement's gonna come from people. It's gonna happen. Um, But you know, Paul says, Paul says we can be renewed. We can be renewed every day. Every day. Um, You know, let's not lose heart. Let's not faint. Who had a reason to faint? Would it be Paul? Yeah, we're going to take a look at some of the things that happened to him. Now, when I read these things that happened to Paul, you stop me when one of those things happened to you. Okay? Because I'm here to say what happened to Paul. We don't even come close. We don't even come close. <clears throat> but at the same time, we, there's times we feel like fainting. And if he, could, if he didn't lose heart, then there's no reason we should lose heart. But he knew the secret, and that was being renewed day by day. And we're going to take a look at being renewed. We'll just get there here in a little bit. Um, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 1, 8. <clears throat> it says right here, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed... Out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Does that happen to anybody? It ain't never happened to me. It happened to Paul. Let's go to, we're in 2 Corinthians. Let's go to chapter 11, 23 through 29. Now listen to these. I know you've read them several times. You know where I'm going. But we're going to go ahead and read it anyway. 23 through 29. And it says, and they ministers of Christ, I speak as a fool, I am more. In labors, more abundant. In stripes, above measure. In prisons, anyone been in prison in here? Now we don't know everything about everybody. <laughs> I've been visiting. I've been preaching in a prison. I used to preach in St. Louis prison for a few years. Um, but that's close closest I've got to being in prison. In prisons, more frequent. In deaths, oft. Of the Jews, five times, received I forty stripes, save one. I can't imagine what that feels like. Would that make you want to quit? Would that make you want to lose heart and stop serving the Lord? It might. Um, Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journey's often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils by mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. Has that happened to anybody? This might. Perils among false brethren. That might be something we can relate to. I don't think we're even getting close on the rest of it, though. Verse 27. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness, beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of the churches. In verse 29 he says, Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. You know, if Paul could go through all that, and then he The Lord uses him to write, you know, I don't lose heart. I don't faint because I'm renewed day by day. That's the key. We need to be renewed. Not Not once every Sunday morning, not once every Sunday evening, not once on a Wednesday evening. We need to be renewed. The inner man needs to be renewed day by day but do we take that seriously? You know, I've said this before. Every one of us in here can think of somebody in years past who used to be sitting in here that no longer go to church. And that's true. We can all think of that. Why are they not sitting in here today? Because they were not renewed day by day. And like I said, we're going to look at being renewed here in just a little bit but that's why that's why we we faint that's why we lose heart because we give up on being renewed day by day we have too many other things going on in life the time to be renewed is not when we get home from work and we've had our dinner and we're sitting in the lazy chair rock a lounger, whatever it might be That that's not the time to be renewed for that day that day's over The time to be renewed, the time to be equipped for the challenges and the trials and the troubles that'll come our way tomorrow, is tomorrow morning. It's tomorrow morning to get what we need to make it through that day. I ain't worried about Tuesday, gotta get through Monday first. That's where we're different than the the world. Those folks have to tough it out. They have to tough it out tomorrow. They don't have the Lord on their side. Yeah, they don't have the Lord on their side. We do, but do we use him? Do we go to him? He tells you to come to me, but do we do it? Those folks that are no longer sitting in here tonight, they didn't. They gave up. They fainted. They lost heart, and they are no longer here. You know, through all those trials and tribulations and burdens that we just read about, Paul was able to say, we faint not. We faint not. And just a little footnote here, Wednesday night, uh, as I was getting this ready, Wednesday night, the pastor was speaking about we reap what we sow. Was that this past Wednesday night? I think it was. Paul's a prime example. You know, he he had to endure all that. But if you go real quickly, just just I know I'm going down a rabbit trail here, but just real quickly, we go to Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. And it says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughters, slaughters, murder, against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest. He was brutal. Paul was brutal to Christians. He, he reaped what he sowed. Yes, he was, he was now serving the Lord. Yes, yes. But he still reaped what he sowed. I, I just I know the pastor's watching tonight, but um, I didn't think about it Wednesday night, but getting this ready, I'm thinking, Paul reaped what he sowed. It, it, he was treated brutally. But he treated people brutally. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Um, in, back in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, Paul identifies a common struggle as to why we all get discouraged from time to time and might feel like fainting, losing heart. It's because the outward man is perishing right there. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish. You know, we're dying every day. We die a little bit more every day. A little bit more every day. I was a little bit more alive yesterday than I am today. That's just the way it is. So are you. Um, this, this old body, you know, why is, it, why is the body perishing? For the wages of sin is what? Exactly. We're going to die. We're going to die. This body is giving way. But you know what we'll do? We, we, we'll go out of our way to take care of this physical body that has no hope and don't get me wrong I break my leg I'm gonna to go to the doctor and have him fix it I mean that's just the way it is but we will take every medicine we will take every whatever it might be to think we're preserving this but we're not preserving anything it's gonna die Hebrews nine twenty-seven. please everyone who's got the computer I don't know who, who does okay brother Steve Hebrews nine twenty-seven. which is a familiar verse to all of us anyway. But this, And it is appointed unto men once to die. We have an appointment with death. But after this, the judgment. You know, Paul's saying this, this outward man is perishing. And I say that because it can be discouraging, right? The older we get. Man, I used to, I was, when I was getting this ready, I was thinking about the shingles on your roof, Right? Um, I used to be able to carry them bundles of shingles. I could carry, I don't care how many squares you had, I'd carry them all day long on a hot day. And now, anymore, I carry a couple bundles. I'm like, phew! Man, let the young guys do this. <laughs> all right, when we were on Sister Carol's roof, it was a hot day, and uh, we, were, we were unloading the shingles. They had a machine, I don't know what you call that, big SkyTrack thing. that and they had the shingles on a pallet and they were up by the roof. And we were unloading those things and I was like, oh boy, you, young guys, take care of this. I'm going to go sit down right over here and I'll wait for you. The body's just, it's just getting old. right? And there's nothing we're going to do about it. And that can be discouraging. I get it. You know, I go to a lot of nursing homes. I I see the folks in there. I see it on their face. They used to... They used to be young, just like these young guys right here. They used to be that way. And now they struggle to walk in and out of a room, to get in and out of a chair. It's because the body's perishing, and it can be discouraging. But we don't have to lose heart. We don't have to faint along the way if we renew the inner man. That's the key. Renew the inner man. And for the sake of time, I probably need to get right there. The destruction of the outer man comes from two sources. One, our fallen nature. The wages of sin is death. We've already covered that. The whole whole natural world is under the curse of God because of sin. If we go to Romans (coughs) 8.22, excuse me, Romans 8.22, and it says here, for we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. You know, because of sin, this whole, the world is cursed. Because of sin, the world is cursed. Um, and that's part of the destruction of the outer man. Because of sin, these bodies will decay and eventually die. We already looked at um, Hebrews 9.27. Um 2 Corinthians 4.7, if you would please, that verse reminds me that we are nothing more than jars of clay. You know, jars of clay are brittle. Eventually, you're going to bump it against something, you're going to break it. Eventually, it's going to break. And that's just like our bodies. Uh, 2 Corinthians 4.7, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of ourselves. We have this treasure, we have the Lord Jesus Christ. In these, you know, back in the day, in the Old Testament, uh, the Lord dwelt, God dwelt in tent, right? Well, today he dwells within us. In these old, decaying, perishing bodies that are nothing more than jars of clay. And, And the sooner we accept that, the less discouraging it's going to be. I talk about my death all the time with Tina. i mean, I, I got the son-in-law who's going to make me a casket. You know, I'll give him the dimensions to it. I just want cheap plywood. All it's got to do is be able to go from here to the dirt. I don't care what happens to it after that. Um, the funeral homes aren't making no money off of me. Well, I won't be here. They're not taking her money. And if anyone sees her, disobey that. <laughs> I'm serious. Don't tell me, because I ain't going to hear you. But take care of it. Um, but anyway, uh, I forget where I'm going now. Oh, yeah, th- these bodies are just jars of clay. I mean, they're brittle. They're going to break. Um, so our fallen nature is one reason these, these bodies are perishing. But another, number two is people. People, people, you're probably wondering, how is people going to move along the process of these bodies perishing? Well, I tell you, um, let's go to Psalms 55. Psalms 55. We got to be careful who we hang out, who we hang out with. Psalm 55. It's just like those guys at work wanting to go fishing and drink their beer. He count me out. They already know to count me out. But that's not happening. Um, Psalm 55, uh, 3, 4, and 5, well, 3 through 6, actually. 3 through 6. Because of the voice of the enemy, David's saying, because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. Now, this is what we face with different people. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. So we're talking about people here. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. He was discouraged because of people. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. In verse 6 it says, And I said, Oh that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. He was discouraged. In verse 6, somebody just had this the other night. Maybe it was the pastor who was talking about it here a week or two ago. But we all feel like that at times. We all wish we we could just fly away and get away from it. I think it's verse 7, yeah. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. That sounds like there's times I wish I was in the middle of the wilderness um, getting away from people. Because people can be discouraging. If we hang around the wrong people, I mean the drugs, the alcohol, whatever it might be, speed up the process. Has anyone ever seen a drug addict that that's maybe 35 years old, but look like they're 95 years old. You ever seen a picture like that? I have. Yeah. Um, they speed up the process of perishing because they're hanging around the wrong people. These bodies are going to perish anyway. We don't need to speed up the process. So anyway, let's get we're going to run out of time if we don't move along. Even though the outward man is perishing, Paul says that every one of us can be renewed day by day, and that's what we need. We need to be renewed. Day by day. We need to be renewed in the morning, like I said, not at the end of the day when the day's over. We need to be renewed. We need to be equipped to tackle the discouragements, the trials, the tribulations, the problems that come our way throughout tomorrow. Not worrying about Tuesday. Just worrying about tomorrow. Um, well, actually, if we just we take a look at Matthew. I think it's 634, actually. I know it is. Matthew 634. It says right here, take therefore no thought for the morrow. That's what we could, we need to concentrate on that right there. We need to worry about today. Making it through today, serving the Lord and not fainting, not losing heart today. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. The evil things are going to happen on Tuesday. Why rush it? They're going to be there. But we can be renewed Tuesday morning also to help tackle those challenges. Um... The inner man is renewed by fresh fuel, by fresh food, by fresh medicine from the Word of God. Nowhere else. You will not be renewed nowhere else. The inner man cannot be renewed anywhere else apart from the Lord. It it means we need to feed on the Word of God every day, right? Not once a week. Not go home after Sunday evening, close this book, throw it on the end table or wherever you keep your Bible. The dresser, the end table, wherever. And then look at it again next Sunday morning. That's, I'm telling you, you won't be sitting in here very long doing that. It's, it can't happen. We need to feed on this. We feed our bodies minimum three times a day, right? Well, I, I only eat once a day. Most of the time. I, I don't eat any breakfast, I don't eat any lunch, but, but when I get home, uh, I eat dinner. If she knows as soon as I walk through the door, I'm heading for the cupboards. It don't matter if she says dinner's 10 minutes away. I'm, I'm eating. She, you'll ruin your dinner. No, I won't. <laughs> but we, we, we feed our bodies three times a day. But how many of us will go through the day? How many of us will go through tomorrow and not read the Word of God. How many of us are going to do that? Don't raise no hands. I don't want to see no hands. Uh, I'd like to think nobody. I'd like to think there's not one person in here that won't open up the Word of God tomorrow and be renewed. Not one person. You know, let's look at Matthew 4.4, four, Please. Matthew 4:4 just as Jesus but he answered and said it is written and it is written man shall not live by bread alone. Isaac might argue that. You know, he loves his bread. Yeah. Man shall not live by bread alone. We're talking about physical food here, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's how we're supposed to live our lives. Not by a few choice words that we find acceptable in there. Not by a few verses, by every word. Every word in that book is designed to renew us day by day when life's challenges seem to be overwhelming. And there's not one of us in here who don't have a day where we just feel overwhelmed. But that's how we're supposed to live our lives, by every word. That's how you renew the inner man. That's, that's how you are equipped to face the challenges for tomorrow, for tomorrow. Deuteronomy 8.3, if you would please, it, it echoes, that's where this verse came from anyway, but Deuteronomy 8.3, i just show you, it was way back in the, the Old Testament, they, they were instructed to live by every word. And he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread alone. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord, doth man live. That was their instructions. That forget about the physical food. I mean, yeah, we're going to take care of that. We're hungry, we're going to eat. But what about the inner man? That's how we're supposed to live our lives. That's how we're supposed to live tomorrow. By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's what keeps you from fainting. So many verses here about the word of God. I think I better just pick off a couple of them. Psalms 119, 105, please, Brother Steve. Psalms 119, 105. We haven't got time to, to read all I have listed here, but it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Do we need that for tomorrow? Or are we going to stumble our way through tomorrow and be discouraged? We need that. But we don't need it tomorrow when the day's over. We need it tomorrow before, the, before we get started with our day. Uh, 1 Peter two two, please. I think we get the idea here that to to renew the inner man, to keep us from fainting, we need to be in the word of God. As newborn babes desire their sincere milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. Do we have a desire? Is it a chore? Maybe that's a better way to say it. Is it a chore to get this out and read your Bible? Is it a chore? Is it a struggle? Or do we have a desire, oh, I can't wait to start the day with the Lord. I can't wait for him to to renew me, to equip equip me for the challenges that lie ahead today. Because I don't know what the challenges are. He does. I don't know the trials that are coming my way. I didn't know uh, Friday morning those guys were going to make a snide little remark. Um, You know, you don't know what's going to happen. We just don't know. But the Lord does. We can be renewed day by day by reading the word of God daily and by praying to God, talking to God. You know, it's it's a terrible thing. I I tell the residents at the nursing homes quite often, it's a terrible thing when your children don't talk to you. You know, as parents and the little children don't want any, they they never talk to you. I, I don't know what it's like. My children always talk to me, but I'm just saying it must be a terrible thing. But how do you think the Lord feels, us being his children, and we don't talk to him, we don't pray to him? How do you think he feels? I don't think think he'd feel very good. I mean, let's look at Psalms 145. Psalms 145, verses 18 and 19. Psalms 145, verses 18 and 19. And it says, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth, in truth. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, uh, Lord, help me through this day. And then off, off you go. Yeah, I didn't think you'd help me through this day as soon as something bad happens. No, we got to seek him with all of our heart. Then he'll answer us. Then he'll be there for us. It's got to be in truth, just like it says here in truth. Uh, 1 Peter, well, let's forget, I ain't got time. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. I love these verses here. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest. That's Jesus Christ, that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. And that's what we're talking about here tonight. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. That's the person that needs to renew us. That's the one that needs to renew us right there, because he's been tempted in all points, just like we're going to be tempted tomorrow. Verse 16, it says, let us therefore, because of that, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us, there, let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace. Do we do that, though? That's how you get renewed, day by day. Because, why? Why go there? Because we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's why. And yeah, I'm basically out of time. Um, let's go to Jeremiah 29. I love these verses here, too. Jeremiah 29, uh, 11, 12, and 13. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me. That's what we're talking about here, calling upon the Lord, talking to God. And ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. That's the key right there. You'll find him, and he will answer you, when we search for him with all of our heart. Not half-heartedly. Not making a token attempt at it. Um, Paul says the inward man is renewed day by day, but it will only come through reading God's word and se- seeking God with our whole heart. Every day has its own challenges and problems. And we already looked at Matthew six thirty four. Okay. You know, we don't make any investment in the renewing of the inner man. We make all kinds of in- investment in, the, in this body that's perishing. We need to make more of an investment in the inner man. The inner man is never going to perish. The inner man's our soul. It's our mind. The inner man's going to live in eternity. Let's invest in that. Uh, people lose heart because they focus attention on everything, but the one thing that matters most. We take no thought for our relationship with God and for the renewing of the inner man day by day. Um, I... You know, that's exactly... We need to ask the Lord to help us get our eyes off of what we see and to help us look beyond this world to the glory that awaits in His presence of our Savior. And that's exactly what Moses did in Hebrews 11, 24 through 27. That's exactly what Abraham did in Hebrews 11, 8, 9, and 10. Um, we haven't got time to look at it. You know, I'm going to close with this right here. Second Timothy chapter 4. Second Timothy, invest in the inner man, people. Inve- I, whether you've already you say I invest a lot already, fine, invest a little bit more. Because we do not know what's on the morrow. 2 uh, Timothy chapter 4. Oh, I'm in 1 Timothy. That's why nothing's making sense here. Uh, 6, 7, and 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6, 7, and 8. Familiar verses here. Paul, Paul's telling us, you know, he doesn't faint because he renews the inner man day by day. And now, later on in his life, he says, For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. That The outer man is right on the verge of being perished here. Okay, verse 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. In verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness... Unless we're renewed day by day, we're never going to see that crown. We're never going to, those people that used to sit here, they're not going to see that crown. Which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them that also love his appearing. If we back up to verse 7, this is what we're going to close with here. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Are we going to be able to say that? Not if we're not renewed day by day. We'll never. Paul was able, everything Paul went through, we've we read it. we read a lot of it. He says, I have fought a good fight. We're never going to fight a good fight for the Lord if we're not renewed day by day. I have finished my course, and we're never going to finish our course, never, if we're not renewed day by day. Oh, we might be on course for the last 30 years. But I'm talking about finishing it like Paul did. Right up to the very end. I have kept the faith. We're not going to do that either if we do not renew the inner man. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this opportunity to be here today. Oh, I thank you for your word, Father. And, um, I just thank you that we can be renewed day by day. You, I thank you that you... You are able to equip us for everything we need for the challenges of tomorrow. Father, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy to us. I I just thank you again for your word. I thank you how you preserved it for each one of us in here. And I pray that, Father, we would take it to heart to open up your word in the morning and allow you to talk to us and we talk to you, Father. I thank you for that. And again, Father, we pray for our pastor. We do ask that you would lift him up and encourage him, give him the health and strength he needs, Father. We think of Sister Joyce, Sister Nancy. We think of all those with colds. So many people need your help physically. Father, they they need to be encouraged by you. I just pray that you would give them healing, that you would lift them up and encourage them in the days ahead. And we'll thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.